0: What does Tucker Carlson have to do with 60 Minutes Whitewash for Ray Epps and January 6th? Find out on this special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and the Deep State and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 377 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Monday, May 1st, 2023. This is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you check out our new conservative sports podcast, Red Pill Sports with my friend Donnie Copeland, which drops Tuesday evenings at 11 p.m. Central. Okay, now on Sunday, April 23rd, 2023, CBS Television's 60 Minutes program did a story on Ray Epps and the January 6th protests. It was a whitewash designed as journalism. What does this have to do with the much-beloved Tucker Carlson, the recently fired Fox News Channel host? Look, I want to answer that right off the bat because it's crucial for you to hear what Tucker said in order to put the 60 Minutes show in perspective. A few months ago, Tucker did an interview on a podcast hosted by a gentleman who goes by the title Chief Nerd. I have two key sound bites from that interview, which apply to the 60 Minutes interview with alleged agent provocateur Ray Epps that I'm about to break down for you. So here's the first one.
1: The revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control
0: apparatus. Wow. Did you hear what he just said? That's Tucker Carlson saying the revelation that's changed my life is that the media are part of the control apparatus. Indeed, they are. And it will be so obvious in just a few moments when I break down 60 Minutes Love Fest for Ray Epps. Now, here's the second soundbite of Tucker driving the point home.
2: It's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world.
1: They're their servants. They're their Praetorian Guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have
2: earned it.
0: Yes. Now, whether it's just about everyone on Fox referring to a man as she just because the guy suddenly says, oh, I'm a woman now, or Bill Whitaker, on the other hand, over 60 minutes pretending Ray Epps isn't who he is and didn't do what he obviously did, never forget what Tucker just said. Their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world They are their servants. They are their Praetorian Guard, and we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. Now, in case you're wondering, the Praetorian Guard were an elite unit of the Imperial Roman Army that served as personal bodyguards and intelligence agents for the Roman emperors, the Caesars, 2,000 years ago. Hat tip to Wikipedia, by the way. So Tucker's analogy makes perfect sense. Now notice... He doesn't just say the mainstream media. Now, that's a term we probably would have used, say, 15 years ago. No, no. Tucker says the media. When Fox News and even Newsmax are calling men women, why leave out those two channels when we criticize the rest of the media? They're all trying to curry favor with the powers that be. All right. Let's tackle the 60 minutes treatment of Ray Epps and the January 6th protest. Now, the first thing you need to realize is a key player in a report like this on a show like that is not necessarily Bill Whitaker, the talking head reporter who's been there for 38 years doing reports and the guy who is doing this report and conducting the heavily edited interview with Ray Epps. The key man in this whole operation is the producer, a guy named Graham Messick. The guy on camera, Bill Whitaker, is only as good as his producer. Graham Messick is the one running the show. Well, now, who is this guy? Well, Graham Messick has been a producer with 60 Minutes for over 23 years. One of the episodes he's most proud of was one he produced back in 2019, pushing the nonsense Trump-Russia collusion hoax. Also, one of the guys who wholeheartedly endorses 60 Minutes producer Graham Messick on his profile on his LinkedIn page is a guy named Roy Wadia. Now, Roy Wadia is a communications manager at the World Health Organization's European Regional Office. So remember... What George Carlin once said, there's a club and you ain't in it. Now remember what reporter Bill Whitaker, producer Graham Messick, and the crew at 60 Minutes are actually up against with this story. The evidence is overwhelming that Ray Epps is some kind of federal operative. He did so much more, and very publicly, to instigate what happened at the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021, than most of the over a 1,000 people who have been arrested in the meantime did. But he hasn't been arrested. So trying to portray him as a good guy, an innocent guy, misunderstood, a victim, if you will, would be quite a challenge, wouldn't it? But 60 Minutes does have one thing going for it. Most of their regular viewers have never heard of Ray Epps. It will probably never occur to them to wonder why he is the only participant in the January 6, 2021 melee at the U.S. Capitol whose reputation 60 Minutes is trying to rehabilitate.
1: All right, let's go. For millions of consumers of conservative news, Ray Epps is a notorious villain, a provocateur responsible for turning peaceful protests on January 6th into a violent assault on the U.S. Capitol. Hey, Bill, do you know why
0: for millions of consumers of conservative news, Ray Epps is a notorious villain, a provocateur responsible for turning peaceful protests on January 6th into a violent assault on the U.S. Capitol? Because that is what every bit of the available evidence shows. But we get it. Just like Tucker Carlson said, your job is to protect the wealthy and powerful. You are part of the Praetorian Guard. Your job, in essence, is to say, who are you going to believe? Me or your lying eyes? The irony is that Epps was
1: a passionate supporter of President Trump. Bald-faced lie. Who went to Washington to protest the 2020 election.
0: And another bald-faced lie. Now remember who 60 Minutes' regular audience is here. These are, by and large, elderly people who trust the mainstream media. If they had any idea that the media lies to them all the time to protect the wealthy and powerful, do you think they would sit there and allow themselves to be propagandized by 60 minutes every Sunday evening? Maybe some of them would, but I doubt most of them would. A lot of these same people probably watch one of the weekday network morning shows like Today or Good Morning America. A lot of them also probably watch the NBC Nightly News, the CBS Evening News, or ABC's World News Tonight. And again, most of them are... Up in age, so they are docile, unquestioning receptors of the party line of the Washington, D.C. Uniparty. So even though the overwhelming majority of them have never heard of Ray Epps before the 60 Minutes show, they're more than happy to allow the CBS News division to introduce him to them and to allow them to define him for them. I just. Hear them thinking now, hmm, so he was actually a Trump supporter who went to Washington, D.C. January 2021 to protest the 2020 election, but now conservatives are upset with him? Wow, isn't that ironic? Now remember, a lot of these regular 60 Minutes viewers have been watching network news all their lives, and it would never occur to them, to question anything they are being spoon-fed. But again, all the available evidence, evidence which the media has been studiously ignoring for over two years now, points to the conclusion that Ray Epps is certainly no Trump supporter. He's a Fed. I mean, why hasn't he been arrested and held in federal prison for an extended stay? Most 60 Minutes viewers have no idea that hundreds of people who did much less than Ray Epps did, have suffered that fate. To this day, the FBI and or federal marshals continue to arrest people who were not violent, did no vandalism. Some of them didn't even go into the Capitol building. So why hasn't Ray Epps, who was clearly an instigator of the trouble that day, been arrested? Guess what 60 Minutes Bill Whitaker isn't going to ask? That question. These guys specialize in avoiding obvious questions. Part of my job is to remind you why they do that. Okay, in this next clip, Bill Whitaker is going to try to establish the idea that he is actually going to do some journalism in the Ray Epps case.
1: But his often contradictory behavior that day spawned a full-fledged conspiracy theory, casting him as a government agent who incited an insurrection. No, Bill. His
0: behavior only contradicts the idea you and your masters are trying to put forward, that Ray Epps is an innocent Trump supporter, unfairly maligned by those of us who have actually watched the evidence of his wrongdoing. So you will ask him about his so-called contradictory behavior of January 5th and 6th, 2021, but you certainly won't do much pushback at his nonsensical answers. Why? Because you're not acting as a journalist here, but as a flack for the regime. The deep state, if you will. Today, Epps is in hiding after death threats forced him to sell his home. Okay, wait a minute. The same guy who just told you Ray Epps is actually a Trump supporter now tells you he is in hiding after death threats forced him to sell his home? Why are we supposed to believe that? Because 60 Minutes said so, and you must never question 60 Minutes. Evidence? You want evidence of the death threats and the sale of his home after all this man and his wife have been through? How dare you? You see how they do it? They got you coming and going. Now, I took the liberty of searching for Ray Epps and his home in Arizona. It was easy to find his address in a little town called Queen Creek, Arizona, southeast of Phoenix. No, I'm not going to give you the physical street address, but trust me, it's easy to find it. I found numerous real estate websites and websites that let you look up people's names and addresses. I found websites with pictures of his home, pictures of the entrance of his ranch with his horses and fences, scans of the legal documents he signed when he bought the home back in 2011, how much he has been paying in taxes each year, the fact that he is on 4.08 acres of land, the fact that the house is 4,097 square feet, has three bedrooms, three baths, it's a ranch with horse stables. They all agree on all of that. But you know the one thing I couldn't find? I couldn't find any evidence that James Ray Epps ever sold his home. Uh-uh. No Hoss. He bought it in 2011. I have seen the paperwork, and all of these websites agree he has not resold it. He hasn't even put it on the market. Okay, now wait a minute, Doc. Are you actually seeing that Bill Whitaker... Reporter for 60 Minutes on CBS News for 38 years is lying to us? Well, gee, I don't know. It might just be producer Graham Messick's fault. Bill Whitaker might just be trusting his longtime producer's word that he's telling the truth, that Ray Epps actually sold his home. I mean, let's face it, not every CBS reporter is going to get as close to a story as Dan Rather did to the one that got him fired all those years ago. (laughs) Ha, ha. I love this job. All right, all right, all right. So they may actually be lying to us about poor old Ray Epps getting death threats and having to sell his big old house worth $676,000 on four acres. Are they going to lie about anything else?
1: So who is Ray Epps? Tonight, you'll hear from the government and the man himself. Okay, wait, 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 wait a minute. Didn't you
0: already tell us he was just a simple Trump supporter who went to Washington because he was upset with the outcome of the election? A poor soul who has been so maligned that he had to sell his home and go into hiding. What else do we need to know? Boy, y'all are really going to pour it on thick, aren't you? So we're going to hear from the government and the man himself, huh? But you know who we're not going to hear from? Reporter Darren J. Beatty over at Revolver.News. The gentleman who continues to break news about Ray Epps. Or any reporter with a conflicting account of the party line on Ray Epps. And why aren't we going to hear from Mr. Beatty? Or any of those other great reporters out there like Julie Kelly over at America Greatness? whose book is entitled January 6th, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right? Well, we're not going to hear from them for the same reason Liz Cheney's sham January 6th committee didn't hear from Darren J. Beatty or Julie Kelly. The last thing CBS and 60 Minutes want to do is to actually get to the truth. This is all about controlling the narrative.
3: As soon as President Trump has finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol Satur. At six
1: foot four in his desert camouflage, bright red Trump hat and military style backpack, Ray Epps stood out from the crowd on January sixth.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, he certainly did stand out from the crowd. There's no question about that. And he certainly helped get a lot of people arrested. Ray Epps is responsible for the ruination of many families, of people who had no intention of breaking any laws or doing any harm. I'm sure he was handsomely rewarded for all of his efforts. To quote the great Mark Levin, yeah, I said it. Next, we'll hear audio from a January 6th video. Ray Epps and Bill Whitaker are sitting in a studio watching together.
1: Him running toward the US Capitol alongside the vanguard of rioters who first attacked and overran police.
0: All right, do you see what they're doing here? Ray Epps, they say, is running toward the US Capitol alongside the vanguard of rioters who first attacked and overran police. You get it? He's running alongside the vanguard of rioters who first attacked and overran police. He—he's not actually one of them. Oh no 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 no. He would never actually attack police himself, except he did, and more on that in a moment.
3: What do you think when you see this now? It brings back some bad memories. It's hard to see our capital under attack.
0: No, Ray. It's not hard for you to see our capital under attack. You were one of the attackers. You were a chief instigator. Now CBS shows a screen grab of Ray Epps, which could be interpreted as him showing alarm at what was happening. But they will never show you the video of him turning away chuckling as hundreds of people clambered over the bike rack barricades headed for the Capitol building and were tear gassed. Remember, this whole episode is about trying to paint this Fed, this agent provocateur, as a victim.
1: It's been more than two years since the storming of the Capitol. But Ray and his wife Robin told us they relive January 6th every day of their lives.
0: Oh boy. Here we go. Here we go.
4: Some people have said, well,
0: just let it go and let it die down. What
4: they don't understand is it doesn't.
0: Hey, what do you have to complain about? It's not like you had to actually sell your house, right, Ray? Right, Mrs. Epps? And you get to tour the country in a beautiful, new-looking, jumbo-sized RV. What a life, eh? I wonder if Ray gets a commission on every January 6er that gets arrested, or just a commission for convictions. I mean, almost all of the ones arrested are convicted when they eventually go to court. So there's hardly any difference. 94% of Washington, D.C. voters vote for Biden. So Trump supporters will never get a fair trial in the District of Columbia. So now, 60 Minutes trots out a four-second soundbite of Tucker Carlson asking one simple question. And that's coming up in just a moment. Look, if you tried to buy a car recently, you realize you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you. No matter where you are, Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to RedRiverAuto.com and pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase your vehicle online. If you have any questions, one of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door, no matter where you live in the continental U.S., RedRiverAuto.com. You'll be glad you did. Now, I want to tell you about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, migraines. The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you even if you don't live in Arkansas. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks, every spring, all my life, and migraines year-round. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, and it's never come back. The migraines went away, too. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergy, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, even migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center at 501-279-2009 for a free consultation. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. Now, if you're outside Central Arkansas, just go to their website, Turn my power on dot com. Click on the tab that says find a doctor near you. And I sure hope you can. Hey, have you heard about AT&T recently losing billions of dollars on Wall Street? After their satellite outfit DirecTV decided to delete Newsmax? If you want to drop AT&T or any of the big liberal cell phone carriers, I have the perfect solution for you. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Now, I know what you're thinking. Doc, I'd love to, but I'm afraid it would be too complicated. It would take too long. Don't worry about that. Switching to Patriot Mobile usually only takes 15 to 20 minutes. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use, and Patriot Mobile guarantees your coverage. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member... Your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. Just do what I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC. That's D-O-C for free activation. Okay, so 60 minutes is going to give us a four-second soundbite of Tucker Carlson asking one simple questions, But they don't want you to hear the answer. They're not going to allow that. Oh, no, comrade, must rehabilitate the Sheep Dipper. must I'll tell you what that means in a little bit. Must rehabilitate Ray Epps. So here's the question, but not the answer. What exactly was the role of Ray Epps in the chaos of January 6th? So instead of Tucker's answer, we get this.
1: The theory Epps, a former member of the Oath Keepers, was an FBI informant who incited the crowd on January 6th, bubbled up from a right-wing news site called Revolver News, run by a former Trump speechwriter.
0: Well, now, that's odd. Why didn't 60 Minutes interview the reporter at Revolver.News? He has a name, you know. It's Darren J. Beatty. And here he is telling Charlie Kirk why 60 Minutes didn't interview him. 60 Minutes did a segment on Ray
4: Epps. You know, kind of bizarre that they decide to do this sympathetic piece on Ray Epps. They've joined the New York Times, Adam Kinsinger, and others in the sense that Ray Epps is the only January 6th participant that they display any sympathy to, and they go out of their way to make an entire segment on Epps. But the segment which I watched last night was really remarkable because the running theme was basically attacking so-called conspiracy sites that Mm -hmm. dared to question the official narrative with Epps. They mentioned Revolver News like six times. They show me on Tucker Carlson there, and yet they interview Epps and they don't interview me. And one of their producers that... I wouldn't even bother naming because he's just kind of a bag carrier. He's just kind of happy to be there and he's not making the decision, so I don't want to, you know, bring him too much heat. You know, he's too busy carrying bags anyway. But the bag carrier thought, okay, I'm going to set up an interview. Darren, would you be willing to do an interview? And I said, look. I know this is going to be a scam job. You have so many tools at your disposal. We've seen how they treat other people on the right, and they've got a lot of stuff. They can slice and dice. They've got B-roll. They can add context. It's all pre-recorded. They can do whatever they want. And if you make an especially effective point, they could just take it out of the segment. That's they right. have so many advantages, and yet even with all of those advantages, they decided at the last minute that it would be too too dangerous to interview me and give me an opportunity to defend my reporting, which was the underlying theme of their entire segment. And instead, they do a sympathetic portrayal of Ray Epps doing the sympathy tour saying, Oh, all these people like Tucker and Revolver are making my life difficult. Epps, the guy caught on January 5th telling people to go into the Capitol, the guy who was right there pre-positioned at the initial breach site, the guy whose behavior was so egregious, he's one of the first 20 listed on the FBI's most wanted list. This guy remains free. He wasn't even touched and we're supposed to have sympathy for him and not the grandmas rotting away in solitary confinement? Give me a break. And they didn't ask him any of the simple questions you would ask him. Where did you get the idea to go into the Capitol? Why don't you think you're arrested? It was the ultimate softball, and again, it's bizarre. Why 60 Minutes, New York Times defending Epps. Why is the Perkins Coy Democrat machine lawyer who works for David Brock coming to the defense of apps, it doesn't make
0: any well, sense. Okay, just so you know, Conservapedia. yeah, that's an actual website, reminds us that Perkins Coy is a Washington, D.C. law firm that was used as a front organization to disguise payments from the 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign and Democrat National Committee to Fusion GPS for creation of the Steele dossier, which was used by the Obama administration to commit fraud upon the FISA court. And they have a footnote linking to an article from the American Center for Law and Justice, Attorney Jay Seculo's website. Hmm, let's see. Maybe it does make sense. Ray Epps somehow tied to Hillary? I guess stranger things have happened. Now, Darren J. Beatty mentions Tucker And if you don't think that Tucker Carlson was planning to talk about the same thing we're talking about right now, the 60 Minutes whitewash of Ray Epps on what would have been his next show Monday evening, the day after the 60 Minutes whitewash, you're crazy. Of course he was going to talk about it. Now, I have no idea, no inside knowledge, if that has anything to do with Tucker being separated from Fox News. I mean, we're hearing that uh, it was Rupert Murdoch's decision and his alone. We're not hearing that it was connected to his uh, decision to want to, uh, you know, make fun of the Ray Epps thing in 60 Minutes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure... Tucker will probably tell us eventually. And and we're all waiting with bated breath. I'm, I'm as big a fan of Tucker Carlson as you are. I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. Meanwhile, anyway, back over at the 60 Minutes Shrine to Ray Epps, they play a very brief clip of Darren J. Beatty and Tucker Carlson talking over each other and then Laura Ingram on Fox News.
1: He's the smoking gun at the entire Fed's erection. And landed on Fox News primetime.
4: According to a new investigation from Revolver,
1: Epps may have led the breach team that first entered the Capitol on January 6th. No lies detected. The convoluted conspiracy theory made its way to Capitol Hill. Convoluted
0: conspiracy theory. Now, if you've seen all the evidence, the 60 Minutes will never show you If you're aware of the questions they will never ask Ray Epps, there's nothing convoluted at all about suggesting that Epps is some sort of federal agent who did exactly what he was paid to do. But remember, this is CBS, 60 Minutes, the home of Leslie Stahl. Do you remember what she did to President Trump? just a few weeks before the 2020 election?
1: The biggest scandal was
0: when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. You know, there's I no e- real evidence of
4: that.
1: Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can
4: I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't
3: put on things we can't they verify. Put it on.
0: First of all, did you notice how she caught herself? She started to say, There's no evidence, but she quickly changed that to there's no real evidence. So what's the difference between there's no evidence and there's no real evidence, Leslie? Inquiring minds want to know. Then she starts talking to him like he's a third grader and tells him, sir, this is 60 minutes and we can't put on things we can't verify. Okay. Number one. The only reason they couldn't verify it was because they didn't want to verify it. It had been widely verified and reported with all the information that had come out about the abuse of the FISA court way back in 2017 over three years earlier. If you're interested in pursuing that story, go over to Breitbart for Joel Pollack's article from 2017 entitled, Mark Levin to Congress. Investigate Obama's silent coup versus Trump. But never forget what Leslie Stahl's job is. To keep her brainwashed viewers from finding out the truth. Also, if 60 Minutes can't put things on, they can't verify. Well, reporter Bill Whitaker and producer Graham Messick apparently didn't get the memo. They're insisting you believe Ray Epps is a hardcore Trump supporter, insisting you believe he had to sell his house because of death threats, insisting his involvement at the Capitol on January 6th was all a big misunderstanding, despite all the evidence to the contrary. Now, friend, when all the evidence is to the contrary, that means they can't verify it. So why do they insist on foisting these untruths on you?
2: Tucker? What you got? The revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Right. And? It's their only purpose. Right, They're not here to inform you, really, even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants, they're their Praetorian Guard, and we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it.
0: Ah, yes. So where were we? Bill Whitaker had just said the convoluted, Conspiracy theory had made its way to Capitol Hill. So now you're going to hear the voices of U.S. Representative Matt Gates from Pensacola, Florida, Congressman Thomas Massey from Northern Kentucky, and Senator Ted Cruz from the whole state of Texas.
5: It's not the Proud Boys who engaged in the initial breach, it's
1: Ray Epps at that precise moment. How did Ray Epps know that there were gonna be pipe bombs?
2: Miss Sadburn, who is Ray Epps?
1: Yes. That question has animated Fox News host Tucker Carlson for nearly two years. Now notice,
0: 60 Minutes Bill Whitaker does not tell you who Ted Cruz was questioning when he asked this question. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? And Bill Whitaker also does not tell you what her answer was. That would be very bad for business for 60 Minutes. So I will. First of all, Senator Cruz was interrogating FBI Executive Assistant Director National Security Branch Jill Sanborn about possible federal involvement at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. You know, what 60 Minutes Bill Whitaker just got through calling a convoluted conspiracy theory. Now, this investigation took place on January eleventh, twenty 2022, over a year after the January 6th melee and over a year earlier than we're speaking to you right now. But you really need to hear this in context. It's only about three minutes long, and if you haven't heard it before, the things this top FBI executive cannot answer will blow your mind.
2: How many FBI agents... Or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January sixth. Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods uh, Did any FBI, FBI agents FBI or confidential agents informants, 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 informants actively participate active in the events of January sixth, yes, yes, no? yes. yes or no? Sir, I can't I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents yes. or confidential yes. informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? sixth? Six. I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. First
0: of all, did you hear all the questions she couldn't answer? Wow. And she is aware of Ray Epps, but doesn't have a specific background to him? Well, I bet she could get it if she wanted it, don't you? There are a lot of people who are understandably very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January
2: 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, Tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Miss Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Yes, sir, I cannot answer that question.
0: Ah, so you do have the background information on Ray Epps.
2: Now this is really getting interesting. The next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that.
0: Wow. Well, I guess the answer is yes. Gee, I wonder why 60 Minutes didn't want you to hear any of this. I'm joking, I'm joking. We both know why. They don't want you to hear any of this.
2: Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals, in the bottom there, is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering cash rewards for information leading to the arrest. This was posted, and then, sometime later, magically... Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed, would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sandburn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. But she
0: said earlier that she couldn't answer that question. Either way, do you see why CBS News Sixty Minutes doesn't want you to know any of this? Okay, where were we? Let's go back to uh the sixty minutes whitewash of Ray Epps. Miss Sadburn, who is
2: Ray Epps?
1: That question has animated Fox News host Tucker Carlson for nearly two years. Ray Epps? He's on video several times encouraging crimes, riots, breaches of the Capitol. Carlson has focused on Epps more than 20 times on his top-rated show, a half-dozen times so far this year.
0: That's right. And you can't tell us one thing Tucker got wrong. Can you? Bill Whitaker of 60 Minutes. Don't you know they would if they could? So it's back to trying to elicit pity for the alleged con man, the alleged fed, Ray Epps. Here is Ray Epps himself.
3: He's obsessed with me. He's going to any means possible to destroy my life and our lives.
0: Okay, got it? Telling the truth about Ray Epps... Answering questions even the FBI refuses to answer about Ray Epps obviously instigating chaos on January 6th is just a means to destroy Mr. Epps' life. Truth hurts, doesn't it, Ray? All right, now it's time for the 60 Minutes reporter to play dumb. Anything to move the narrative along, I guess.
3: He's obsessed with me. He's going to any means possible to destroy my life and our lives why to shift blame on somebody else if you look at it fox news marjorie taylor green ted cruz gates they're all telling us before this thing that it was stolen so you tell me who has more impact on
0: people, them or me? Well, since you're the guy on video insisting people must go into the Capitol and they aren't, I'm going to say you're the one who had more impact on people going into the Capitol.
1: Epps, once a loyal Fox News watcher.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute hold the phone. Stop the presses. Epps, once a loyal Fox News watcher. I was told you can't put something on 60 Minutes. That you can't verify first. Did someone lie to me? (laughs) Uh, But but I digress.
1: Perhaps once a loyal Fox News watcher told us he doesn't understand how he got cast as the villain.
0: Of course he understands how he got cast as the villain. The overwhelmingly conclusive video, a lot of which 60 Minutes doesn't want you to see. Never forget, 60 Minutes doesn't want their regular viewers, millions of Americans who had never even heard of Ray Epps before, to understand how he
1: got cast as the villain.
3: The Epps version is
1: more mundane. They believed the 2020 election had been stolen from Donald Trump and considered January 6th a legitimate protest.
0: Despite all the video evidence, to the contrary, got it.
3: There was a sloppy election, and then to top that off, you have talking heads reporting that there's problems with the voting machines and different things like that. The election's stolen. So, yeah, we had concerns. I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to witness this with my own eyes.
0: Okay, wait, 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 wait. Witness what with your own eyes, Ray? Clearly not to witness President Trump's speech with your own eyes. You certainly didn't want to hang around for that. Kind of odd for a self-proclaimed Trump fan. No, 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 no. You had to get over to the Capitol. So by the time most people from the president's speech showed up, you know, people actually stuck around for it. The barricades and no trespassing signs had been torn down. And hundreds of people had no idea they would be in any legal jeopardy by entering the U.S. Capitol that day. But you knew, didn't you, Ray? And you kept egging them on, didn't you? Thus continuing the process you began the night before. We got to go into the Capitol. That's where our problems lie. Right, Ray? You see, these are the kinds of questions an actual journalist would ask Ray Epps. But you're not going to get that from Bill Whitaker, or 60 Minutes, and you know why.
1: Epps went to Washington with his 36-year-old son and almost immediately stepped into trouble. The conspiracy theory starts here, the night of January 5th. Now remember, regular
0: long-time 60 Minutes viewers are trained to trust whatever these reporters say, regardless of the available evidence. So Bill Whitaker sets the stage. It was a conspiracy theory, see? Yeah, that's the ticket. So a wise guy, uh, why I oughta.
1: On the streets of D.C., tensions were running high at a pro-Trump rally being live-streamed on the Internet. The Marine veteran tried to take charge. See, he's a Marine veteran, so he couldn't be a
0: bad guy, Right. And no way he's sheep dipping, which would be to still be on the payroll of the Department of Defense, being secretly paid as I don't know military intel. Right? Honest? Honest is not what it looks like. You got to believe me. See,
3: I'm gonna put it out there. I'm probably gonna go to jail for okay? tomorrow. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol.
0: Now, remember, Ray Epps just got through telling 60 Minutes Bill Whitaker that he didn't instigate anything. He just got through telling 60 Minutes Bill Whitaker Republican politicians instigated. But you just heard audio from the widely available video of Ray Epps doing exactly that, trying to instigate people to go into the Capitol building the next day. My, oh my, how on earth is Bill Whitaker going to deal with this bombshell that's coming up in just a few moments? The world is going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, sky-high gas prices, woke corporations stand against everything we believe in. The big box stores were allowed to stay open all during the pandemic while so many little guys Small business owners, regular people, were forced to close. The wealthiest people on earth became better off, while mom-and-pop businesses suffered. What can we do about all this? How can our voices be heard? Well, we can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big-box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? These products include fresh American-raised beef, raised in the Montana mountains near Yellowstone, This beef is known as never, ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. Now, finally, we can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. Americans are walking away from the big box conglomerates. One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. A lot of patriot influencers have come on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. We're done with the woke globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. Join with over 2 million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. This company is dedicated to offering family-owned alternatives for items we buy on a regular basis. Email us at buyonlyusa at proton.me. And I'll have one of my guys contact you. Email us at buyonlyusa at proton.me. Now our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. And he's done it again. Introducing MyPillow 2.0. MyPillow 2.0 has a brand new temperature-regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. My Pillow 2.0's new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a cooler surface temperature. This new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature through the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. You know your core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. MyPillow 2.0 was developed to provide a cool surface. It's engineered for comfort. MyPillow 2.0 is available in four loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and there's a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. As a special introductory offer for my listeners, when you buy your new MyPillow 2.0, you get a second one free just by using promo code DWS. Mike also created the best bed sheets ever. They look great, they feel great, which means that even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. My wife and I just love sleeping on our Giza Dream sheets. Right now, buy a set of Giza Dream sheets for just twenty nine ninety eight by using promo code DWS. My pillow also has blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer. Get huge discounts on blankets, duvets, quilts. And down comforters just by using that promo code DWS. Boy, my my slippers moccasins. I had no idea slippers could feel this good. Right now, save big on my slippers, slip ons and moccasins, close out sale price at just twenty five dollars by using promo code DWS. Not only that, Mike is having the biggest closeout sale ever on his sandals for just nineteen ninety-eight. What makes my slippers different is Mike's exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. Just use promo code DWS for huge discounts. And remember now, that does not stand for washed up Democrat politician Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No, 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 no. DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. Now, the great Ronald Reagan once said, Inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Have you thought about the benefits of investing in precious metals? Here are five profound benefits. Number one. Investing in precious metals is a hedge against inflation. Number two, it's a great way to diversify your portfolio. Number three, asset liquidity. Number four, precious metals tend to be a store of value. That means precious metals are an asset, commodity, or currency that maintain their value without depreciating over the long haul. Last but not least, number five, precious metals can be a hedge against geopolitical uncertainty and the struggling U.S. dollar. And boy, it's struggling more and more all the time, isn't it? So we're honored to join forces with Beverly Hills Precious Metals and its owner, Andrew Sorcini. Andrew has been involved in gold and silver for over 40 years. Andrew Sorcini and his team at Beverly Hills Precious Metals know the gold and silver business inside and out. After many years in the markets and collecting precious metals privately, Andrew opened Beverly Hills Precious Metals in 2010 to bring precious metals to the homes of everyday American citizens. We found out about Andrew Sorcini and Beverly Hills Precious Metals from General Michael Flynn, and we're sure glad we did. Andrew's a frequent guest on conservative podcasts. Beverly Hills Precious Metals is our gold buyer of choice. To learn more about Andrew and his team, go to bh-pm.com. The BH stands for Beverly Hills. The PM stands for Precious Metals ph-pm.com. If you can't remember that, just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals. No matter what search engine you use, it's the first thing that comes up. Make sure you ask about the General Mike Flynn silver coin, too, and let them know Doc Washburn sent you. We're honored to be able to tell you about Beverly Hills Precious Metals in an effort to help you in your attempts to protect your family's finances, wealth, and investments bh-pm.com or Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals and tell them Doc Washburn sent you. Okay, where do we leave off? Ray Epps just got through telling 60 Minutes Bill Whitaker. He didn't instigate anything. He insisted Republican politicians were the instigators. But we just played you sound from the widely available video of Ray Epps doing exactly that, trying to instigate people to go into the Capitol the next day. And people thought it was so weird. The night before, they started yelling, fed, 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 fed. My, oh my, how on earth is Bill Whitaker going to deal with this bombshell? Well,
1: probably like this. To summon the crowd, Epps seemed so over the top, he must have been a government agent, a Fed sent to entrap them. When you said, we have to go into the Capitol, we have to go into
3: the Capitol, what were you thinking? I said some stupid things. My thought process, we surround the Capitol, we get all the people there. I mean, I had had problems with the election. It was my duty as an American to peacefully protest along with anybody else that wanted to.
0: I said some stupid things. I said some stupid things. That's your excuse for insisting that people must go into the Capitol? And now you claim you just wanted people to surround the Capitol, not go in? (laughs) Well, look out, Ray Epps. Here comes a follow-up question that is going to
1: roast you royally. The next morning, January 6th, Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold
0: on, Haas. You just asked him why he insisted people go into the Capitol, and he answered, I said some stupid things, and he just wanted to surround the Capitol, get all the people there, and you don't come firing back, Bill Whitaker? Saying something like, no, Ray, you're saying something stupid right now. Now again, why did you insist people go into the Capitol? That's the whole reason people call you a Fed to this day and you can't give me a straight answer? Ray, this is 60 minutes you're on. Come on, buddy, what's the deal? Surround the Capitol, get all the people there. All what people? And to what end? Come on, man, what kind of foolish talk is this? Answer the question. You're on 60 minutes, for goodness sake. So why no comeback, Bill Whitaker? Why did you just let his stupid answer Just lay there. Why are you going to let this slide? We both know why, don't we? You don't want the truth to come out. And you trust that a majority of the brainwashed regular viewers of CBS 60 Minutes don't even notice what you're doing. Let's face it. If they were into linear reasoning, they would have stopped watching 60 Minutes years ago. Right, Bill Whitaker? Y'all, didn't I tell you that there would be no pushback? All right. Let the travesty continue.
1: The next morning, January 6th, Epps was out by the Washington Monument, still focused on a single goal. We are going to the Capitol
3: where our problems are. It's that direction. Here, yeah, we're going to walk.
0: Yeah, that's right, Bill Whitaker. But you completely let him off the hook, didn't you? When you asked him about it, you didn't even ask him what he meant by consistently referring to the Capitol building as a place, quote, where our problems are, unquote. He said it over and over and over, and you just let him say, I said some stupid things. Pretty pathetic excuse for journalism, eh, Bill? So one is reminded of the words of former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. What difference, at this point, does it make?
1: Here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. While President Trump was still speaking at the ellipse, Ray Epps walked toward the Capitol. He told us he wanted to be up front to help keep the peace. But of
0: course, he's lying. And you know he's lying. But that's okay. It certainly wouldn't be the first time you take one for the team, eh, Bill? What happened next at
1: Peace Circle, where protesters first overran police, is seen as a smoking gun. Epps pulled this agitated rioter aside and said something. Conspiracists say he was giving marching orders, because seconds later, this happened.
0: So when Bill Whitaker says, this happened, we see the guy whose ear Ray Epps just whispered in, taking the lead to help other people push over a barricade, blocking people from going up the hill to get into the Capitol building. But notice how 60 Minutes Bill Whitaker frames this. What are you if you come to the reasonable conclusion that Ray Epps just gave the young man marching orders and the young man dutifully complies? Conspiracists say he was giving marching orders. That's right, friend. If you have the gall to describe what you plainly saw with your own eyes, 60 minutes Bill Whitaker insists you are a conspiracist. You must fall in and mindlessly mouth the party line. It goes something like this. Biden won the election fair and square. The COVID vaccines are not only safe, but necessary for pregnant women and babies. And Ray Epps never meant anyone any harm. Now repeat after me, comrade. Let it become a mantra for you. Do not question 60 Minutes. Do not doubt the regime. They are one and the same. Now, by the way, meanwhile, back on Earth, back in the real world, The young man whose ear Ray Epps whispered in, has a name. His name is Ryan Samsell. His attorney says he was beaten so viciously and savagely by jail guards that he has definitely suffered serious injuries, including a shattered orbital floor, a broken orbital bone. His jaw was broken. His nose was broken. And he has lost sight in his right eye. And he's still in prison. By the way, you'll never guess where I got this information about Ryan Samsell, the young man Ray Epps whispered to, the young man who was savagely, severely beaten in prison. I got that news on the CBSNews.com website but they sure don't put it on 60 Minutes, do they? They don't even want you to know the guy's name. January 6th, political prisoners get beat up badly by guards in prison. They're at their mercy. I hope they don't kill him in there. By the way, the website, thegatewaypundit.com, has an article entitled, Wife of Jan six political prisoner speaks out after he is beaten and blinded in one eye by prison guards asks Americans for their support. There is a link on the Gateway Pundit article to a Give, Send, Go account for Ryan Samsell and his wife, and I hope you will consider donating. But 60 Minutes will never tell you anything about that. Even though CBS News has the information, it's just like Tucker said. They are here to look out for the wealthy and powerful, and don't you forget it. Now here's the sound of the first barricade being turned over.
1: The first Capitol police officer goes down. As
3: closely as you can remember, what exactly did you say to him? Dude, we're not here for that. The police aren't the enemy. Something like that.
0: So at this point, an actual journalist might ask Ray Epps, you said over and over the night before and then all day, we've got to go into the Capitol. That's where our problems are. So how are you guys going to go into the Capitol with this barricade in the way, Ray? Why should we believe you that all of a sudden you abandoned that idea and told the young man not to get the barricade out of the way? But we're not dealing with actual journalism here, are we? No, 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 no. This is, let's give him a nickname. This is Party Line Bill Whitaker asking the questions and narrating this propaganda. So instead... We get this. Did anyone
1: from the federal government direct you to be here at the Peace Circle at this time? No. That's right. Party line bill
0: trying to convince you he's an actual journalist with a question like the one you just heard that Ray Epps could drive a U-Haul truck through. First of all, forget the fact that Ray Epps is not under oath in the 60 Minutes interview. But the question did anyone from the federal government direct you to be here at the peace circle at this time? What a joke. The question is so narrowly drawn that Rayaps can honestly say no, even if he was under orders from the federal government to be on the grounds of the US Capitol, but they didn't specifically mention the peace circle for that matter even if he was directed to be there no later than an hour earlier. He's still telling the truth by answering no, because the feds didn't mention peace circle itself or the exact time Bill Whitaker is referring to. Do you see what party line Bill is doing here? He's letting Epps off really easy. Now he's already lied about him having to sell his house by all the available evidence I can find. He's already lied about him being a Trump supporter. You don't think he's going to be interested in getting the truth now, do you? Hey, I got a question. Who told you to keep telling people they had to go into the Capitol, Ray? But you think Party Line Bill's going to ask him that? Not a chance. However, the following audio clip is probably the closest Bill Whitaker gets in this whole 60 Minutes interview to actual journalism. He actually makes a good point and asks Ray Epps a good question.
1: Going from the FBI? No. Your old comrades with the Oath Keepers? No. I think what is so damning about the video is that there's a barrier there. The barrier gets knocked down, and a police officer, a female police officer, gets knocked down. And the mob, including you, walk over the barrier and march on toward the Capitol. Why didn't you stop to help this police officer who was was knocked over?
0: The reasonable facsimile of real journalism continues,
3: if only... For a moment when she was knocked down and I started to go towards her to help her up. And I saw a billy club over here in the corner of my eye. And I thought, you know, they're going to think I'm part of this. So I backed off. We're part of it.
0: okay. good point, Bill Whitaker. But you're about to let Ray Epps off the hook
3: again, aren't you? I was there. I wasn't a part of that, knocking her down.
4: And he wasn't part of the violence. There's a big
2: difference there.
3: Oh, really?
0: He wasn't part of the violence? Really? There are videos all over social media of a couple of dozen guys holding a huge metal Trump sign over their heads that day. It's so big and unwieldy. Five guys couldn't hold it over their heads, maybe not even ten guys. But a couple dozen guys do, and they push it directly into a line of police. That is violence. And guess who one of those guys is? That's right, Ray Epps. And nine men are in jail for pushing that sign into that line of police. But not Ray Epps. But guess what video party line Bill Whitaker is about to take to take a look at on camera with Mr. And Mrs. Epps in the studio that's right, one and the same. the video of the guys with a mammoth metal Trump sign over their heads as they approach the line of police with it and guess what this esteemed journalist is going to claim, after watching the video of Ray Epps and some other guys shoving the massive Trump sign into a line of police officers. You guessed it. By the way, I don't know if you'll be able to make it out in the audio. You might actually have to watch the video of the 60 Minutes interview on YouTube. But at one point, Bill Whitaker actually asks Ray Epps, is that you there? And Epps points to where he is on the video. You know, sometimes in thinking about this part of the 60 minutes interview, I almost wonder if this is 60 minutes way of thumbing their nose at those of us who know what happened. Because we clearly are not the target audience for this foolishness. Is that
1: you there? Ray Epps was never seen committing an act of violence that day or entering the Capitol.
0: Okay. So right after you watch the video of the guys shoving the huge Trump sign at a line of police, and I've watched videos of this from several different angles and they all, they all implicate Ray Epps in an act of alleged violence. You have the gall to say Ray Epps was never seen committing an act of violence that day? Wow, man. Just wow.
1: Epps told us when he saw the violence, his fervor to enter the building became a desire to play peacemaker.
4: uh,
1: And police body cam video backs him up.
0: Okay, wait, 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 wait. Police body cam video? First of all, why did you need anything to back him up? This whole show, you've just been insisting we take him at his word for all kinds of outrageous claims. Second of all, police body cam video? Why do you get to see it and we don't? Remember when new Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy promised he would release all the January 6th videos to us? Uh, maybe he just meant the media instead of the rest of us.
3: I thought I could stop it. So I went back and forth. I talked people down and worked the line back and forth. Step down, step down. We're good here. That kind of thing. And I kept it that way for quite some time. Take a step back. We're
0: None of this makes any sense. He was so insistent the night before that people had to go into the Capitol. He said, I'm probably going to be arrested. But he didn't care. Because getting into the Capitol was more important than anything else, including even staying out of jail. We're supposed to believe he thought no one was going to be hurt. But 60 Minutes doesn't care. It's all about circling the wagons.
1: Epps says he left the Capitol grounds to help evacuate an injured man. The time, 2.54 p.m.
3: I looked back at the Capitol and there was people crawling up the Capitol walls. And it looked like it looked terrible. I mean, I, I was kind of ashamed of what, what was going on at that point. So I, I started to walk out. Okay,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Ray. Why were you ashamed that people were doing exactly what you kept telling them to do all night long the night before and all morning long that very day? Why were you ashamed that they were obeying you? You're a Marine veteran, so why are you ashamed? These are questions sixty minutes, Bill Whitaker will never ask.
1: He told us that's when he sent this text to his nephew. Conspiracists saw it as the true confession of an agent provocateur. So
0: again, if you believe the available evidence, 60 minutes, Bill Whitaker will call you a bad word because they want you to be ashamed of yourself. You are a conspiracist. And here's the evidence, the deep state orders you not to believe.
1: I was in front with a
3: few others. I also orchestrated it. Explain this to me. I was boasting to my nephew. I helped get people there. I I was directing people to the Capitol that morning. You know how this sounds. I know exactly how it sounds. I've been scolded by my wife for using that word. I shouldn't have used that word. Okay, here's what makes absolutely
0: no sense. Ray Epps already told Bill Whitaker when he was leaving the Capitol grounds, he was ashamed to see people trying to get into the Capitol. But then after he leaves the area, only then does he text his nephew and boast about what he is by now ashamed of? This makes absolutely no sense. But do you think Bill Whitaker will dare ask a follow-up question? Not to mention the fact that when they show you the screenshot of the text, it says he sent it at 2.12 p.m over a half hour before he says he left the Capitol grounds. But see, nothing has to make sense in 60 minutes land.
1: When you add up all of these things, as your critics have done, you've given them a lot of ammunition to paint you as this
3: instigator. There was an effort to make me the scapegoat.
0: Hey, can we nominate 60 Minutes Bill Whitaker for a Nobel Prize for parsing words? Sounds like he learned a lot from Bill Clinton. Instead of saying, well, Ray, the evidence is overwhelming that you were an instigator, you were an agent provocateur, tell me why the evidence is wrong, Ray. Instead of saying that, Bill Whitaker gives him an easy out and just tells him what the available evidence makes him look like to his critics. And he lets Ray Epps blame it all on other people. See, other people are trying to make him a scapegoat. You're not supposed to look at the evidence and come to the logical conclusion. No, 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 no. This is all about smoothing things over. Now, you're not going to believe what 60 Minutes does next. Eh, Maybe you will. Maybe you will. Get a load of this guy. If Ray Epps was a covert plan... He is the worst covert plan
5: of all time. If you are part of some elaborate conspiracy against thousands of people in Washington, D.C., I don't know why you'd want to stand out from the crowd the way Ray did.
0: Oh, I know, I know. Oh, pick me, pick me, as I wave my hands furiously. Okay, here goes. Are you ready? How about because he was probably paid an awful lot of money to do it and because he knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that he would never get in trouble for it. Over a 1,000 people have been arrested in the ongoing January 6th prosecutions. That includes hundreds of people who committed no violence, no vandalism, even a lot of people who never even went into the Capitol building at all. January 6th political prisoners have been beaten senseless by guards in prison in Washington, D.C. But here's old Ray Epps all the evidence in the world against him, and nothing happens to him. And you just can't understand why he would want to stand out from the crowd the way Ray Epps did. Because it worked, sir. Worst covert plant of all time, really? I think you mispronounced most successful covert plant of all time. How many hundreds of families' lives has he helped the hopelessly corrupt DOJ and FBI ruin. Okay, now they're going to identify this hapless so-called terrorism expert whose voice you just heard.
1: Tom Jocelyn is a researcher and author, one of the country's top terrorism experts, tapped by the January 6th Committee to help write its final report, which found evidence far-right extremists like the Proud Boys planned and executed the breach of the Capitol.
0: The breach of the Capitol? Like when the police opened the doors and welcomed a lot of people in? That breach of the Capitol? By the way, what party line Bill Whitaker doesn't want you to know was... What well, came out in court in a recent Proud Boys trial. And that's this. The majority of the people involved in the Proud Boys plot on January 6th of the Capitol were feds. Just like the sham conspiracy to kidnap and kill the Democrat governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. Remember that? But that's a whole other show. The important thing here is this Tom Jocelyn guy worked for Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney's sham January 6th committee. And CBS apparently felt the need to bring him in to try to provide cover for good old Ray Epps. Now, by the way, you know, the January 6th committee wasn't an actual committee. Pelosi didn't allow the Republican leader to put his people on the committee. So there couldn't be any cause examination of the witnesses as there is with every other congressional committee, that would have made their mission very difficult. Oh, you don't know what their mission was? They had a two-word goal, get
1: Trump. He says the committee interviewed Epps and found he wasn't important enough to put in the report.
0: Well, of course they didn't want to put Ray Epps in their report. What that so-called committee planned to achieve was a foregone conclusion. Ray Epps' very public actions on January 5th and 6th and the complete lack of accountability for his actions would have been very inconvenient truths for Liz Cheney's little dog and pony show, wouldn't they have been?
5: I wouldn't defend Ray Epps or anybody else who was on the Capitol grounds that day. I would just defend the facts. So the idea that he's leading the charge or really orchestrating it is just contradicted by this mountain range of evidence. And that's what the conspiracy theorists want you to to do, right? They don't want you to look at this mountain range of evidence. They want you to turn around and focus on this pebble on the ground named Ray Epps. They also don't want you to look at what President Trump was saying and doing.
0: Mountain range of evidence, huh? You're not going to get around to telling us... Well, the mountain range of evidence is, are you? No, of course not. I got some evidence for you. How about the evidence of the murder of Ashley Babbitt? The murder of Roseanne Boyland? Police at the Capitol shooting flashbang grenades and tear gas canisters into a peaceful crowd and two people in the crowd, Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips, suffering fatal heart attacks as soon as they were hit. Mountains of evidence like police pushing Trump supporters into the tunnel at the lower west portico of the Capitol building, gassing them, and then beating women like Victoria White, senseless. What about the guy on video on top of the scaffold beside the Capitol urging people to go into the building on a bullhorn? There are numerous videos of the scaffold guy showing his face. Obviously, the feds could identify him by facial recognition if they wanted to. They could arrest him if they wanted to, but over two years later, they haven't. Why not? The obvious conclusion is he's a Fed just like Ray Epps. That's all mountains of evidence The 60 Minutes will never show. Right, party line Bill? By the way, Tom Jocelyn had the gall to mention what Trump said. What, protest peacefully? Is that what you're talking about, Tom? Yeah, how dare Trump insist his supporters remain peaceful? No wonder you needed federal agents at the
1: Capitol that day. What a joke. He calls Epps' behavior baffling, but not evidence of a conspiracy. They've got
5: to come up with some sort of connective tissue between Ray Epps and the FBI, and they've got none.
1: No,
0: we don't. Boy, Tom Jocelyn must think you are pretty stupid. There are at least 17 intelligence agencies in the federal government. And who knows how many law enforcement agencies in the federal government? Who knows which one is paying Ray Epps? Why does Tom Jocelyn insist if it's not the FBI, then it doesn't count? Hey, Tom, you want connective tissue? Hey, buddy, I got your connective tissue right here. Here's your connective tissue. Ray Epps has not been arrested, and we all know why. That's the dog that didn't bark, if I may use that phrase In present company. And so they can make up all sorts of ad hoc arguments
5: to justify their beliefs, but that's all they are. It's not actual investigative work, it's not actual
0: evidence. Oh, so you need actual evidence? Do you have any idea how many January 6th defendants have been arrested with no evidence whatsoever that they committed any violence or any vandalism? You have any idea how many January 6th defendants were sentenced to prison for walking around inside the Capitol building after being invited in by police officers? You have any idea how many of them didn't even go in the building that day? Are you aware of defendants who were denied bail because they believed the election was stolen? And you dare to talk about a lack of evidence when it comes to Ray Epps? The mendacity is so thick You cut it with a knife.
1: The January 6th committee looked at the evidence, video, phone records, travel receipts. So did the FBI.
0: That would be the totally corrupt and compromised January 6th so-called committee. And the totally corrupt and compromised FBI. All right, party line bill. Carry on your
1: little charade. When Epps got back to Arizona on January 8th, a relative told him he was on an FBI poster seeking information about certain rioters. Now remember, you must
0: take 60 minutes' word for this because they say so. And they take the word of Mr. and Mrs. Ray Epps because job number one is rehabilitating Ray Epps' reputation. Do you remember what the so-called terrorism expert said about evidence? Okay, now you're supposed to forget all about that because they're throwing that whole idea about needing evidence right out the window. All of a sudden, no evidence is needed at all. Their default setting is to not accept anything conservatives say, no matter how much evidence there is, but to take whatever powerful liberals say at face value because they are on the same team. Got it? And that is how the media works. George Stephanopoulos did the same thing back in November in an interview with Sam Bankman-Fried, the guy who ran FTX into the ground. Is charged with bilking a lot of people out of billions of dollars. Yeah, George interviewed him and just accepted everything this guy said at face value. And if this guy is found guilty of everything he's charged with, he could make Bernie Madoff look like a choir boy. As the great philosopher, George Carville, once said, it's that bad. I did a show on it back in November. Sam Bankman-Fried FTX, you look it up.
2: We literally hung up the phone and
4: walked right into the house, sat down and called the FBI.
3: Sure you did, hon you remember what you said to the FBI? told them who I was and that I would cooperate in any way I could. I didn't break any laws.
1: Oh,
0: I see. The Capitol building was closed to the public that day, but you insisted people had to go in anyway. You even told the crowd the night before you'd probably get arrested. And a lot of people have been arrested for doing much less than what you did. But you told the FBI you didn't break any laws. And let me guess, they agreed with you. Membership certainly has its privileges, doesn't it, Ray?
1: Two months later, he met with
0: agents. I have questions. First of all, party line Bill Whittaker, how do you know he met with agents two months later? Oh, that's right. We're just supposed to believe everything you say because you would never mislead us. Next question. There are folks who, when they found out the FBI wanted to speak to them, contacted the FBI and had agents show up at the crack of dawn and terrorize them and their families and put them in handcuffs and haul them away. And they shouldn't have to wait two months. So, Why did the FBI treat Ray Epps differently? Huh? I know, I know, I know. The purpose of 60 Minutes Little Charade is definitely not to ask obvious questions. It's definitely not to try to get to the truth. It's to tell a story, to establish a narrative. Oh, oh, one more question. I forgot to even write this down on the script. Um, So if they went right into the house on January 8th and called the FBI and the FBI came to see them two months later... That would have been March. So why did the FBI wait till summer, like July, to take Ray Epps' face off their most wanted online poster? You know, that's something the actual journalists might ask Ray Epps, but uh, I just don't think we can count on Bill Whitaker anymore to
3: conduct actual journalism. Do you so when we met with the FBI, I mean, it was like, oh, finally, we're going to clear this up. Uh, there was no, I take the fist. There was none of that. It was just like we're talking right now. and went through everything. And they had a lot of questions. Well, so
0: do we, Ray. Here's one. Were you represented by counsel? Here, let me break it down for you. Was your lawyer present when the FBI interrogated you? I bet you Mike Flynn wished he had had a lawyer with him when he met with the FBI. They framed him, you know. And Mike Flynn is an American hero who didn't do anything wrong, but they got him on a process crime. You, on the other hand, are on video. But they didn't refer you for prosecution, did they, Ray? I wonder why. Well, one thing we know for sure. Party line bill will never ask you that question.
1: In the summer of 2021, the FBI took his picture off the Bureau's website.
0: Yeah, like I said, they waited several months to do that. But oddly enough, the tweet of that most wanted poster with Ray Epps on it is still on the FBI Washington, D.C. field office And it's still active on Twitter. Well, what do you know? Epps thought that would end his troubles, but it
1: only added fuel to the conspiracy.
0: This guy keeps on presenting evidence that Epps is a Fed and keeps on saying that you believe in conspiracies if you believe the evidence that he keeps on presenting. Now, He plays a clip of Tucker and one of President Trump. A new piece in Revolver
5: News notes that the FBI removed a photo of Ray Epps from its most wanted page this summer.
4: How about the one guy? Go in, go in. Get in there, everybody.
0: Epps, Get in there. Go, go, go. Nothing happens to him. Indeed. And I think we know why.
1: However... The Epps would dispute that. They were after former President Trump mentioned Epps by name, harassment and death threats picked up.
0: Again, now remember, 60 Minutes demands you take them at their word, despite them giving you ample reason to question everything they say. But remember, you are not their target audience. Elderly liberals who trust Everything network news tells them are their, are, are their target audience. Those are the people who watch this kind of show on a regular basis. So now they're going to read some of the alleged death threats.
1: I pray to come to you to kill you. Speak what do you think when you open a letter like that? It scares me to death. It got so bad, they were forced to sell their five-acre ranch outside Phoenix.
0: Oh, this again? First of all, it's a four-acre ranch, not five. Specifically, 4.08 acres. Second of all, every piece of evidence out there, and I researched this to the max, I did a deep dive, shows he never even put the ranch on the market, much less sold it. But 60 Minutes is going to... 60 Minutes.
1: They're now in hiding, living in this 300-square-foot recreational vehicle somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. We agreed not to disclose exactly where.
2: It's so sad
1: what people have done to Ray
4: and to us and to our lives. Sometimes I've used my maiden name just so that we don't call attention.
3: I have a hard time. Being a man, being on the, being a Marine, being on the run, I, I had to do the necessary things to keep my family safe.
0: They're good actors. They're attempting to tug at the heartstrings of elderly 60 Minutes viewers, especially female viewers. And I think you understand what I'm talking about. But I just see no reason to believe them. 60 Minutes has not been on the level with us during this whole presentation. Why would I believe Ray Epps and his wife are on the level now. Again, why is Ray Epps the only January 6th figure the media
1: is trying to be nice to? If you're wondering what the FBI has to say about all this, for the past two years, it has said nothing. After repeated queries by 60 Minutes, late this past week, the Bureau issued this statement. Quote, Ray Epps has never been an FBI source or an FBI employee. Well, they sure wouldn't say that under oath, would they?
0: And again, 60 Minutes pretends that all of the other federal intelligence and law enforcement agencies are irrelevant. They don't even exist as far as they're concerned. If he's not an FBI agent or asset, then nothing else matters. They may not think you're that ignorant, but they are counting on the fact that their regular viewers are definitely that ignorant. And that's how they have gotten away with this racket for almost 50 Five years. Now I want to give a little uh, shout out to uh, Patty McMurray over at 100%fedup.com. She had an article that came out the day after the 60 Minutes report called Eight Critical Questions 60 Minutes Should Have Asked during their interview of the, quote, January 6th victim, unquote, Ray Epps. And in it, number one, why did 60 Minutes not ask Revolver News or Tucker Carlson, where they featured multiple times in the Ray Epps victim piece to speak with them about the evidence they've provided to the public about the former Oath Keeper. Number two, it's curious that as part of their dramatic video footage from January 6th, they show the huge Trump sign being hoisted over the heads of law enforcement officers. Why does 60 Minutes not show this footage that clearly shows Epps had a role in the criminal activity that has placed eight other men in prison? I'm sorry, I said nine, eight. Number three, why did 60 Minutes gloss over the questions Representative Thomas Massey asked about the role Ray Epps played leading up to and during the January 6th protests? Number four, why? Yeah, because he asked, he asked uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland to say, well, I can't answer that. Number four, why did 60 Minutes not show the responses by FBI Director uh, Jill Sanborn? She was Assistant Director, but Jill Sanborn, when asked legitimate questions by Senator Ted Cruz about if Epps was working with the feds to entrap protesters, that's stuff I played for you earlier. Number five, why did Ray Epps tell his nephew he orchestrated January 6th? And why did 60 Minutes, and more importantly, the FBI, allow him to get away with simply saying, well, I said some stupid stuff? Number six, Why was Ray Epps laughing about the protesters being gassed outside the Capitol? Number seven, Ray Epps was the president of the Oath Keepers in Arizona but has remained silent about the defense of his Oath Keeper brothers since their arrest, incarceration, and despicable prison conditions. Why didn't 60 Minutes ask him about his past affiliation with the Oath Keepers and how he feels about his friend Stuart Rhodes' charges and imprisonment? Last but not least, number eight, Why were FBI agents surrounding the homes of other January 6th protesters and conducting pre-dawn raids while, according to Ray Epps and his wife, they simply came to his home, questioned him, and then removed his photo from the January 6th FBI's most wanted list? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an article with some good questions there. And for good measure, she even includes a video. Embedded video from YouTube of the Dan Rather story that got Dan Rather fired all those years ago. That's uh, Patty McMurray over at 100%fedup.com. Article entitled Eight Critical Questions 60 Minutes Should Have Asked during their interview of, quote, the Jan 6 victim, unquote, Ray Epps with video. So good going there. All right. It's that time. Hit it, Brian.
2: We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Don Washburn Show Tweet of the Day.
0: And it's brought to you by Red River Auto. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA. that believes in freedom, including your freedom, to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice. The way you want to, online. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Okay, this is a tweet of the day from the Epic Times. And it's entitled Poll Finds 65% of American Voters Believe Undercover Agents Helped Incite January 6 rioting. And it's written by Joseph M. Hanneman. And there is a picture at the top of the article Police Fire Munitions into the Tightly Packed Crowd along the Barricades on the West Front of the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. How many Americans don't know about that? It says an increasing majority of American voters believe the federal government had a role in inciting violence at the U.S. Capitol January 6, 2021, according to a new national poll. And this came out April 25, just a few days ago. That result was up 4% from a poll in March taken before now former Fox News host Tucker Carlson aired several previously unreleased security videos from the Capitol. 46% of those polled said they believe it's very likely government agents, government agents help provoke violence at the Capitol. Some 26% said they don't believe the government provoked rioting, including 12% who think it's not at all likely. Tucker Carlson's producers spent several weeks looking through more than 41,000 hours of January 6th video with exclusive access provided by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. A series of specials aired on Fox The first week of March detailed Carlson's findings. They showed January 6th defendant Jacob Chansley, the so-called QAnon shaman, or shaman as the case may be, being led around inside the Capitol and led into the U.S. Senate chamber by Capitol Police. That's a guy that got, what, four years in prison? The release of the video clips on Fox sparked outrage from Democrats, including Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who called on Fox owner Rupert Murdoch to stop Carlson from showing January 6 security video footage. Rasmussen found that 67% of voters reported they closely followed news about the January 6 videos, including 39% who followed the news very closely. 32% of respondents said the new videos made them more likely to believe supporters of former President Trump engaged in an illegal insurrection while an equal 32% said they are less likely to believe in the insurrection narrative as a result of the new January 6 videos. Well, obviously the people who said they're more likely to believe in it haven't watched the new videos. Another person discussed in Carlson's broadcast was Ray Epps, former Arizona Oath Keepers leader, who was famously captured on camera a day before the January 6, 2021 protests, urging people to enter the U.S. Capitol. So, once again, the headline here, poll finds 65% of American voters believe undercover agents helped incite January 6th rioting. You've been listening to episode 377 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. If you have any questions for us, email us at contact at com. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washman Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck, send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, and care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X, Senior Vice President, Engineering, IT, and interoperability for the Doc Washburn Show. Well, that's the way it is. Monday, May 1st, 2023.